This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Monday, June 7th, 2010. Uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson appeared on Monday Night Raw tonight as his A-team character, B.A. Baracus, alongside co-star Charlotte Copley and uh, Bradley Cooper. Although Bradley Cooper played it smart, came out and talked to the crowd for about five seconds, and that was the extent of his uh, time on the show. Uh, Rampage and Copley, however, were involved in more segments uh, as Baracus and uh, Mad Dog Murdoch uh, from the A-Team, and they were uh, in in a few segments with several uh, old familiar faces to um, old-school pro wrestling fans, including Mean Gene Okerlund, The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, uh, IRS, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, in, in just some really, really bad television. Uh, it, it, it was not good, not entertaining, really, in the least. Um, but they, they explained pretty much that Rampage and Murdoch were in character throughout the entire thing. Rampage got to get a little physical and uh, gave Ted DiBiase a spine buster in, in one of his segments. But uh, all in all, I, I don't know that they did much to... Uh, entice people watching to tune into the A-Team. It was just uh, <clears throat> really, really bad television throughout the entire time they were on, so uh, I- I'm just glad I watched it on DVR so I didn't have to watch the rest of the show. But um, moving on from that, uh, follow-up on UFC 114. The final numbers came in for the gate and uh, attendance. And it officially drew 14,246 spectators, uh, and that brought in a live gate of 3.7 million. Um, Only 952 tickets were comped, and all but 12 of the available tickets were sold for the card. So, um, very, very successful event. It's the fifth largest drawing uh, UFC card at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, uh, which is really, really impressive because it, it... follows four title fights, and this is a non-title fight, so this is by far <clears throat> one of the biggest gates for a non-title fight in UFC history, and uh, a very, very um, successful event for the UFC overall. Uh, coming up later this month, um, the uh, Strikeforce and M1 Global Fedor vs. Fair Doom event takes place on Showtime on June 26th. And the UFC, as always, will be counter-programming with uh, something on Spike TV. And this time they are bringing the UFC 113 pay-per-view from last month uh, to Spike TV starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the 26th. Uh, in a surprising move, they're showing six of the fights on the card and not the co-main event of the evening between Josh Kostrak and Paul Daly. Um, whether that's, you know, a strategic move to not showcase daily anymore after his sucker punch or whether they just didn't feel like putting it on there because it wasn't a um, all that entertaining but all that entertaining fight Kostek was kind of playing it safe throughout and it would uh, just take up a lot of time when they could show a couple others but the Leota Machida Mauricio Shogun Hua rematch that uh, you know a little over 500,000 people tuned in for it on paper or paid pay-per-view uh, more people were watching at bars and uh, at, at parties and houses, but 500, just over 500,000 pay-per-view buys. 
means that a lot of people probably may not have caught the uh, fight the first time around, and it's something that's going to draw viewers to Spike TV for that uh, uh, replay with uh, Machida Hua, Sam Stout, Jeremy Stevens, Kimbo Slice, Matt Mitrione, Patrick Cote versus Alan Belcher, Joe Dirksen against Tom Lawler, and then Marcus Davis against John Lule. All of those fights will be uh, broadcast well. Uh, the Fedor vs. Fair Doom event is going on. Uh, I think it definitely has a real possibility of affecting viewership overall for the uh, Showtime show, but people will be tuning back when it's time for the main event, because people will be tuning into that card to see Fedor and Verdum, and uh, I think a lot of people, if they know Spy- that the 113 card is on Spike TV, they'll uh, flip over to, to Spike and watch that uh, until the Fedor fight comes on. Uh, speaking of Jeremy Stevens on there, uh, despite his uh, slur-filled comments on uh, Twitter last week, he is in the uh, he, he's in the UFC's plans for a fight in September, um, and it's uh, a fighter that basically called him out after his last one, Melvin Gillard, uh, after beating Waylon Lowe at UFC 114, called Jeremy Stevens. That appears to be in the works for UFC 119 in Indianapolis. Um, it's an exciting lightweight fight, a very good matchup, and the winner of this fight definitely has a chance to step up into some upper echelon competition in the lightweight uh, division. It's uh, uh, a fight that I, I favor Melvin Gillard in, and he continues to improve uh, under Greg Jackson's tutelage, and, and he's starting to um, look to a lot of the, the promise that he showed um, and just the talent that he has, uh, he's finally starting to live up to some of that. So um, ho- hopefully that'll be a good one if it gets uh, finalized for UFC 119 on September 25th. Um, some other news for the UFC. Kenny Florian will be handling color commentary duties at the Tough 11 finale uh, the night before UEC 49, where he steps in uh, for Stefan Bonner. So uh, he- he's doing double duty in Las Vegas and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So... He's got a busy week ahead of him, but he's got time to sit back and, um, you know, he's still got time before his fight in August, so he'll, uh, he's got his training, his MMA Live, and uh, two events next weekend, and while it's hectic, he'll probably be able to put it together pretty well, so. Um, uh, Some other news, the Ultimate Fighter Season 12 began taping today. Uh, This new season will be coached by George St. Pierre and Josh Kopek, and it will feature 28 lightweights, um, much like this season has 28 middleweights, uh, there will be another wild card round where uh, the 14 fighters that make it into the house, if they lose in the second round, they'll uh, have a chance to get brought back by the coaches and Dana White to fight in a wild card fight to determine the eighth and final quarterfinal spot. So, um, got that to look forward to, and uh, definitely should interesting season of the Ultimate Fighter. I think a lot of it will be driven on selling the title fight at the end of the season. Um, but uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see what type of talent pool that they're able to draw from for the lightweights, considering they just had uh, 16 of them during Season 9, uh, as well as during Season 8. So um, it'll be interesting to see what type of talent they've been able to bring in uh, for 28 lightweights in this tournament. But 
that will start uh, f- filming in September, or that will start airing on Spike TV in September. Uh, they'll finish up filming probably at the end of the month, uh, beginning of next month, um, with this. So uh, definitely something to um, look forward to in September, and, and they'll um, continue the filming right now. Um, that's all I've got for today. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll uh, uh, start getting into more previewing for UFC 115 this weekend. Then next weekend is the Ultimate Fighter, um, followed by uh, the WEC show, Fader vs. Fair Doom, and uh, UFC 116 at the beginning of July. So a lot of stuff on the docket the rest of the month. Uh, we got past the off weekend this past week, and uh, now it's time to go head first into a month-long uh, binge of MMA with Bellator this Thursday, um, next Thursday and the Thursday after as well as a Wednesday show from uh, Strikeforce as well with Strikeforce Los Angeles. So a ton of fights coming uh, to Spike TV, to Pay-Per-View, to Showtime, to Fox Sportsnet. Uh, just a lot of nonstop uh, action the rest of the month. So uh, be sure to tune in to MMA Torch for news and updates and analysis and opinions on everything that's going on. So thanks for listening in once again. This is Jamie Panic signing off.